Good morning. I'm Frank Kaufman. Uh, I'm doing a piece this morning, which I've entitled "The Shortest Path." Uh, it come the I got the idea from a passage I read this morning. Before I read it, I'd just like to set it up a little bit. Uh, this particular thinker and uh, teacher um, operates off the off the starting point of. Uh, a theistic base, a, a personal God who loves us. As uh, listeners know, I try to uh, present spiritual life in such a way that it allows for any particular preference on that point. There's, is there a God? Is there a force? Is it the cosmos? Is it energy? Is it goodness? Is it Buddha nature, or there's a full range of ways of people seeking uh, self-improvement or even seeking self-perfection uh, or seeking an ideal in the world that orients itself in similar ways, whether or not people talk of God or then you have your non-theistic uh, spiritual traditions uh, like uh, um the Mahavira, Mahavira traditions um, and uh, certain Buddhist traditions where they insist, oh, you can't use the word God and so forth. So uh, whenever, whenever I'm speaking, um, I'm trying to present my thoughts in a universalistic manner, which I believe is completely possible. I believe that all people of spiritual uh, uh, passion and, and pursuits basically orient themselves toward some internal concept of what's absolute and absolutely desirable uh, and infinite and divine in some fashion or another, regardless of, of one's particularistic theological formulation of that, of that infinite, all good, all, uh, all knowing absolute. So in this particular case, the uh, speaker and the teacher operates out of a classic theism, the kind of likes of which you would find in, uh, in uh, traditions growing out of the Middle East, such as Judaism, Islam, Christianity, and many, 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 many others have a, uh, a theism as, their, as the way humans relate to the infinite, absolute, and all good. So the passage reads like this. Love takes the shortest distance. These may be simple words, but they are precious words. Why does it have to be perpendicular? This is the problem. Why does it have to be level and balanced? In order for love to be perpendicular, it must go the straight path, the shortest distance. When you go to visit someone you love, do you take your time walking leisurely just as you would visiting a neighboring village, or do you go swiftly and straight like an arrow? Whether night or day, whether spring, summer, autumn, or winter, no matter how long history may be, love tries to take the shortest path. Uh, I love I love this tiny collection of words. To me, it contains a million things to think about. It's it's truly it it blends the 
it blends the most arid the most arid conceptualization of sheer geometry of of thin lines of single points of of uh, all the way out to the uh, the soft and and um, and pleasant poetry of spring, summer, autumn, and winter, and envisioning envisioning a person or even myself chasing quickly to see the one I love, and the core the core thread which moves throughout this range all the way from from uh, the most the most vacant way of thinking about reality, geometry, all the way to the richest, fullest, uh, uh, poetic versions of and softest versions of way of conceiving reality, the poetic, uh, there is, they, they blend well. And I guess that's what I love most about what I just read. So, when one thinks about the shortest distance geometrically, then if you talk about something being perpendicular, that that describes the shortest vertical distance, perpendicular. Every other one degree off or less than a degree, off to the left or to the right, any angle other than a right angle or a 90 degree landing point, is not the shortest distance. It takes longer to move from to an 89 degree angle from to a uh, 90 degree angle. So why does love have to be perpendicular? Or because love takes the shortest distance. So perpendicular love is the is the geometrical representation of love coming downward, love coming from on high. So if one begin, if one's earliest or basic views of relating to the infinite and to the divine is directly upward, then love coming from the divine would, would come at, would be perpendicular. It wouldn't take any more time than necessary. It would come directly to us. Conversely, or relatedly, it, in the in the passage it says it must it must go the straight path, the shortest distance. It must be balanced. Why does love have to be level and balanced? So you can't have a perpendicular line. You can't have perpendicular with only the vertical line. Perpendicular requires the horizontal line. So horizontal then also is a version of is another uh, another direction whereby the shortest distance can be attained so if you're moving perfectly horizontally at in that way you will arrive at your end destination at the shortest possible time or shortest possible distance if you alter that degree upward or downward off the vertical off the horizontal line Again, you're adding time or adding distance. If you travel along that path, you are not going the shortest possible distance, the shortest, straightest path, as this passage uses it. So here we have a spiritual teacher presenting a, an image of love geometrically 
in which it is a precise right angle. So precise, in fact, that it probably is impossible to achieve in the physical world. It almost has to be rendered in its pure ideation or, or pure, in the realm of pure idea, a right angle of that precision. But that's the nature of love. And so to have something as clean and perfect and inarguable and the basis of all mathematical thought, the basis of all physical construction is the right angle. And to have a spiritual teacher bring that out to us and translate that out to us in these classical spiritual language and classical poetic language of that God is love or love is all or 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 we are all in love. Uh, love is love is the um, ambiance in which we relate and and so on and so forth. We never we never think of love in these kind of precise ways, and yet through this teaching, it is so it is so excellently and so elegantly portrayed that when i am when i am traveling i i like i myself like to stroll around i like to amble here and there i like to be aimless in my strolling and just just glancing in every direction and enjoying as you know the cliche what is it enjoy the what is it enjoy the path it's it's the path not the goal or something i'm i'm like that but but if i'm trying to get to the person i love then, then that way of proceeding does not obtain in my life. I am going the shortest possible path in the shortest possible time. Whether it's just to, whether I've waited a month to see the one I love and that person is at the airport waiting or, or whether even if it were a tragic situation, if a person I love were in trouble or at the court or at the hospital or in when, when it has to do with my or our intention to effect the necessary manifestation of love in any given situation, then, then we travel the shortest, straightest path. So as we try to formulate and try to live in and try to, try to be harmonious with our spiritual life, and we imagine that there's a God, a loving God, by whatever concept, or loving universe, or loving uh, loving infinite, uh, by whatever nature, when if we are understanding that we are loved by an all, by an infinite all, then the idea that we are loved in that way, that the God of all takes the shortest possible path the straightest possible path to me personally. It's just, it's, it completely redefines life in a certain way. It, it gives the love of God an urgency that's related directly to me, myself. So does God love me sometimes and not love me sometimes? Not by, not by normal theological definition, the love of God is complete, total, all, infinite, ever-present, unchanging, so on and so forth. So that means that 
in every nanosecond of my life, as it unfolds, while I'm talking, while I'm sleeping, while I'm eating, while I'm running, while I'm playing, while I'm drinking, it's like the love of God is always there. And and for me to suddenly have have it presented me in out of geometry of all crazy things, out of geometry, that the love of God is has this urgency god doesn't want any any slow path in get in loving me and so the love of god is perfectly perpendicular the second and last thing i want to say about uh these observations and i think they could go for a long time based on this passage is that in order for perpendicular to exist, horizontal must exist. And the other place where our love is all-consuming and all-passionate and all-driven is in the love, is in conjugal love, the love of our fiancé, the love of our husband and wife, the love of our eternal partner, the love of the person with whom I will create new life, the love of the person, of the one, of the woman who fulfills my masculinity, and vice versa. The love between husband and wife, between man and woman, if it's in any degree off from the perfectly horizontal line, it is slower. It is slower. It is not the straightest and most direct path. And so when when we consider the contemporary world of the pursuit of gender equality, once again, we're given a kind of miraculous spiritual word here that, that harvests the notion that I want to get to the one I love in the, in the shortest possible way, in the fastest, straightest path. That means that gender equality, it's exact equality that is the solution to that problem. If there is any one of the genders in a conjugal relationship that imagines itself to be higher or lower than the other, what we are really doing is interfering with the cosmic design of love itself. If I don't regard my wife as an exact equal, a perfect equal, that the horizontal line has not a degree higher or lower in it, only when we are truly equal is love possible, the type of love that is known to us as God's love, which comes to us, again, in the shortest possible path. So uh, I was pretty excited about this extremely short passage uh, in that, in that it, it creates full circle of, of every way of understanding things that are true. Uh, and so there it is uh, for today. Thanks a lot for listening and uh, look forward to be together again soon.